Hey, welcome back to another episode of WVU Marketing Communications Today. The only show that sits squarely at the intersection of data-driven decision-making and modern marketing practices. With your host, the man who's going to talk about our 2020 vision for the year 2020 and beyond for your personal brand, Nathan Perrette. Hey, Nathan, how are you? Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Okay. Is this going to be a year of clarification? Everybody's making fun of the fact it's 2020 and maybe that's the time to see things clearly here. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably get tired of that joke after a while. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about personal branding, and that's a, that's a topic that I thought would sort of fizzle over time, but that only seems to be getting stronger. That's not a notion that's going away in the near future here, that you gotta you got to stand out from the pack. That's right. And uh, in today's uh, podcast, we have Dr. Don Edmonston, who's a, a professional and expert in personal branding. And so, you know, we're going to invite her on to walk us through what the value of a personal brand promise is and uh, help us examine practical tools that can be leveraged to create and maintain a professional online profile. So welcome, Dr. Edmiston. Thank you. So glad to be here. As we, we discussed before the podcast, what we're going to talk about, and you've written down here that the value of a personal brand promise and I'm very familiar with the term personal brand, but it's that word promise that's that's really interesting. Could you explain that in a little more detail for us? Yes. Developing a personal brand promise is a strategic and intentional process that involves understanding and defining your value proposition and sharing it with others. I have defined my personal brand promise as teaching others how to pursue and promote their passions. And hopefully I am fulfilling that promise right now with this podcast. And as a marketing professor at William & Mary, I am often asked to contribute to a myriad of projects. For example, I was once asked to co-author an article on Bitcoins. And although I was really grateful to the journal editor who extended this kind of invitation, I actually declined the offer because it did not directly support my brand promise to teach others how to pursue and promote their passions. In retrospect, had I been focused on writing that journal article, I might not have had the time to dedicate to other projects, such as this podcast, which truly fulfills my brand promise. So, in effect, your brand promise should serve as your true north, a centering point in a very complex and dynamic world that helps you stay the course. Interesting. Did you find that as you developed your own personal brand promise that was influenced by your professors or uh, people in your circle or were you just over time and experience able to, to, to draw those lines? Oh, most definitely. And I think that developing a personal brand promise really evolved through both internal reflection and external discussion. So initially, you may decide to reflect on your personal values and operating principles. Uh, so for example, have you determined your true passion? And if not, what do you consider to be the defining moments in your life? Are there insights from these moments that can be the foundation upon which you build a personal brand promise? And what business opportunities or challenges energize you? And what would you do even if you were not compensated to do it? So those questions and personal reflections 
are really critical to the brand development process. Um, however, you also do need to look externally and consider how your internal beliefs are, are similar to or different from how others perceive you because after all, brand equity is ultimately determined by the marketplace. We, you know, we find ourselves in 2020, the web is so dominant and it's going to impact my personal brand, I think, whether I, I like it or not. Is that why it's so important to focus on personal branding in 2020 or are there other factors that would yes, make it a, yes. a, a priority? As your audience might recall, WVU hosted a great podcast on the topic of personal branding back in the summer of 2019. And now that the new year is upon us, and in fact, a new decade is upon us. It really is the ideal time to not only think about your personal brand, but also to take intentional steps to further your personal brand promise and your career. I mean, we now live in a digital ecosystem that provides us with unparalleled opportunities to connect with anyone, anywhere, anytime, really need to take advantage of this environment and create an online presence for ourselves that allows individuals to quickly understand the value that we can contribute to their lives. And personal branding is critical in 2020 because it's how others are going to identify you and ultimately determine what you can contribute to their organization. So having a well-defined personal brand that is clear and consistent across all media channels is one of the greatest competitive advantages that you can have in the marketplace. So what are the first steps an individual can take to develop their personal brand promise? In addition to the personal reflection that I had mentioned, you can do a simple exercise to understand the external perspective. Ask a few individuals in your personal and professional networks to share three adjectives that describe you. Then ask them to provide three simple statements of things that they think you do well. And then you need to ask yourself, are these words and statements reflective of the brand that you want to represent? So feedback from peers, supervisors, clients, that's especially valuable to learn how you are perceived in the marketplace. You may actually find that starting with this external discussion is more effective than starting with personal reflection. However, no matter what, what steps you take first, once you have both perspectives, you need to ensure that there's alignment between how you perceive yourself and how others perceive you. Um, your personal brand promise ultimately needs to be both authentic to you and appreciated by others. By asking other individuals, colleagues, professionals into that discussion, is that the best way to ensure that your personal brand is resonating with others? Is that where, where you would go to make sure that's happening? Yes. And Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, once commented that your brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room, <laughs> which means that every personal and professional impression you make, whether in person or online, contributes to your personal brand. If you are an entrepreneur or you're planning to create an entrepreneurial venture in 2020, and honestly, I would argue that all of us are entrepreneurs relative to our own careers. Personal branding is especially important because our businesses are initially associated with our names. And as we grow our businesses, our brand equity, which in effect is the market valuation of our brand, becomes our greatest asset. In fact, research has shown that brand contributes more to shareholder value creation 
than any other asset, tangible or intangible. I'm in the creative industry, and when I think about promoting my skill set, I go immediately to my website. I have a personal website that shows my work as a tangible thing. I, I can show my skill set, but many of my colleagues in marketing aren't the designers. What tools would you recommend we use to promote our brand? It's interesting that you mentioned that because the the question that I tend to get asked the most when I'm presenting at conferences do I need to own a website for my personal brand? And typically the answer is no. However, if you are an entrepreneur or a wannabe celebrity influencer, the single most important online real estate will be your domain name and your URLs that are associated with your brand, since your website might be the first place through which individuals will connect with you. Now, however, for most of us, we can simply launch social media channels such as Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube to support our personal brands. And in this case, just be certain that your URLs are as consistent as possible. For example, I do own and have my own website at www.donedmiston.com, but I've also secured my brand name on social media channels such as facebook.com backslash donedmiston and youtube.com backslash donedmiston. There are free resources such as noem.com that allow you to quickly scan the web for availability of brand names that you may like to use across social media platforms. I think we are ready to go to break. Is that okay? Yep. So we'll, we'll be right back. And just a quick break to remind you that today's program is brought to you by West Virginia University's School of Online Data Marketing Communications. It's a program that's the first of its kind in the country, a graduate program that focuses on strategic thinking, critical problem solving, and informed decision making. Data Marketing Communications program prepares you for your career by learning the innovative tactics that are making successful award-winning faculty like those featured today successful. So if you want to join the ranks, you want to learn more at dmc.wvu.edu edu to find out more about the data marketing communications program at west virginia university all right and i uh, have to do a shout out to william and mary here it sounds like your uh, guest is a professor there uh, I, I attended william and mary i was in uh, law school for a year at william and mary beautiful school small world, small world. <laughs> it yeah. sure is william and mary that's not a school you hear brought up very often here but it's a beautiful campus down in virginia yeah. And Don, would you, would, I didn't do a very good job of introducing you at the beginning. Could you give us a quick uh, breakdown of your, your background? You mentioned you're a professor, but I know you have uh, quite the resume. I certainly appreciate having uh, a fellow member of the William & Mary tribe uh, with us. So thank you for, for mentioning that. And I have actually been in higher education for more than 20 years. And, and before that, I was working for global brands in marketing such as Discovery Channel and IBM and PricewaterhouseCoopers, I will admit that I am definitely biased towards, <laughs> towards marketing opportunities and, um, and I'm really excited to be able to share uh, these insights with your audience and share, in fact, what I've learned um, over my career relative to the value of, of personal branding. And I know, Don, that you have a, a personal story of how I think it's LinkedIn was able to help you achieve a dream job. Could you take a minute and share that with us? I do. I do. It's as if the universe knew that I needed another example <laughs> to share with <laughs> individuals in my life about the power of social media. And at my previous college, 
I was a, a tenured professor. I'd been teaching there for nine years. I had no intention of leaving that role as part of my teaching responsibilities. I created on essentials of selling and internet marketing. And one of the most popular assignments in these courses encouraged students to develop a professional online presence, which is probably not a surprise to listeners at this point in this podcast. And in particular, students were tasked with establishing a LinkedIn profile that reflected their personal brand promise. And of course, I needed to practice what I preach. So I worked to ensure that my LinkedIn profile set a good example. And every week, LinkedIn sends its members an email about these jobs you might be interested in. And they're based on your individual profile. And again, honestly, in 2014, I was not interested in any other job than the one that I had. But as I glanced at my inbox one night, the first job that appeared in the email from LinkedIn was for a professor of marketing position at the College of William and Mary. And as I read the description, I realized that it was not simply a job of interest to me, it was my dream job. And at this point, my mind was racing. The odds were not in my favor that I would ever know about such an opportunity, let alone be considered for it. I knew nobody at William & Mary or anybody that even lived in the Tidewater, Virginia region. But I took a leap of faith and hoped the algorithm that LinkedIn had used to determine that I was a good candidate for the job was a positive indicator. And I submitted my application on March 17th, hoping, uh, St. Patrick's Day, hoping that the luck of the Irish would be with me. And then one month later, I received a call from Dr. Larry Ring, who was the head of the marketing area, asking if I would be interested in visiting the campus. I interviewed on May 5th and was hired later that week. After six years in this role, I still consider it my dream job. And I have my personal branding efforts and LinkedIn to thank for it. I have a similar story in the sense that I found myself unemployed, worked on my LinkedIn profile, and then was able to to get quite a few calls and interests from employers. And the job I have now, I never thought I would have been in this position. And I, I have a feeling it has to do with just the value, the, you know, the, the foundation of that LinkedIn profile. So yeah, it's great. I think um, that's a new story. So let me ask you this. What are some of the mistakes people are making on these profiles that, that, that or maybe they're missing an opportunity? Is there is there any watch outs that you could help us identify? Sure. I, I really appreciate you sharing your own story because I, I will share that many individuals that I meet, for whatever reason, do not believe that LinkedIn is for them. They're either too young, they're too old, they're too established. And and my advice would simply be if, if you do not already have a LinkedIn profile, you should develop one. And if you do have a LinkedIn profile but have not been active, I would encourage you to start using it in 2020. The time to build your network is now, not when you are struggling to find your next career opportunity. I agree with that. That's yeah. <laughs> it's important. And when developing your profile, another mistake, a common mistake that I see individuals make, because it's hard. It's hard to talk about yourself. I don't find anything more difficult to do, to be perfectly honest with you. But you need to focus. This is not about you. I actually think that we do a disservice when we talk about your resume, your profile, because this is really about those individuals that you are trying to reach. It's about them. This is not about you. And so you need to understand the language that they value. What's the language of your audience? And you need to use keywords that matter to them. 
And if you do not know what keywords matter in your industry, take a look at the position description for your dream job and see what keywords are highlighted. And then be certain to start using those keywords, that language uh, with, within your profile. I'm surprised to hear that, that people don't see the value of LinkedIn, especially in today's world. I, I'm, I haven't run across people like that. That's really interesting. It, it's an, well, that's, and- that's just crazy. That's crazy you know, to hear we that. Started, <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> we, we um, I probably shouldn't be laughing, but you know, and I agree. I totally agree. It is an absolute challenge. I'll, I'll use the word beating sometimes when you look at your LinkedIn profile and what you're trying to say and how you're trying to convey that and the value you're going to bring to a future employer. It's not easy work. It can be humbling. It can be um, challenging for sure. It sure is worth it when you do get a call or a connection from somebody in your industry that and says you're able to develop those relationships and and possibly foster new opportunities, maybe not right away, but in, in the distant future. Um, that's certainly why I keep my LinkedIn profile. I, I probably check it at least a couple times a, a week, if not every day, just well to done. see what's on there well, from well, article well perspective done. and news and all that. So, um, yes, anyways. Well, well done. And, you know, the, the comment that that was made at the start of this podcast, there, I, I personally thought that personal branding would be a, a fad, I, but I wouldn't have ever expected that a decade later, I would still be more than a decade later, that I would still be teaching about this concept. But but I think when you consider branding, you know, branding is so powerful. And, and what we do for our personal brands, we can also do for those in our audience that might be entrepreneurs or have their own businesses or as executives. You can use everything that we've talked about today relative to your products and services that you may market from a professional perspective. But there's something really inherent about being able to connect and collaborate with others. And managing your brand is not just about communicating your online image, but also about managing relationships. And individuals need to make an effort to connect with others on LinkedIn that you meet at personal and professional events, or even on airplanes. Um, just be certain when you connect, when you reach out to them on LinkedIn, that you include a personal message as to how you had met or why you would like to connect with them. You know, ultimately as a marketer, I know that our ability to forge authentic relationships from initial interactions is really critical to our ability to reach our goals. And you know, we need to keep in mind that living our brand is just as important as creating our brand. I think that ties back to that word promise. You know, it's easy to make uh, my personal brand is transactional. My personal brand promise feels more relational and personal. I really appreciate you bringing that into this conversation. So is there any, we're about done, is there any final advice you want to give to our listeners here um, as we start 2020? Yes, give yourself a gift in 2020. Take a few moments to think about your personal brand promise and think about how to effectively communicate that with others around you. Um, Know that you do not need to have a every social media channel. One of the other questions that I often get asked is we simply do not have the time to dedicate you do not need to have a presence on every social media network but rather focus on those channels that are most important to your target market to your relationships if you're an artist you should definitely have an instagram account 
or if you're a community builder, you might try on Facebook to meet businesses. Um, but give yourself that gift in, in 2020 to spend a few moments thinking about your personal brand promise and how to communicate that with others. Awesome. Great advice. Thank you for your time, Dr. Edmiston. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to WVU Marketing Communications Today, brought to you live from West Virginia University, a weekly program that sits at the intersection of data-driven decision-making and marketing practice, only on the Funnel Radio Network, for at-work listeners like you.